I think my roughest, one of my roughest years as a member of the state police was probably in 2003. Our manpower was so depleted, I think the department went from about 600 plus troopers down to close to 400. Uh, when I got to Romney, there was six troops and two sergeants. In 2003, there was one sergeant, a detachment commander, and four troops, myself being one of those four troops. And we would run our butts off. Contrary to what some people might say further over in the eastern panhandle, where they claimed they were the only ones in the entire state that worked. Uh, some of them did. It wasn't true. But we ran our butts off. Worked night shift four nights a week. One day shift, which was my Friday. And back then, I believe it was a Monday or Tuesday. That was my Friday. It was the only day shift I worked. Night calls. Uh... Friday night into Saturday, Saturday night into Sunday sometimes, sometimes Sunday night into Monday. Um, you had night calls at least two to three times a week, especially when there was only four troops. And you can pretty much figure that you're going to get called out for something. A domestic, uh, a drunk that wrecked, you're going to get called out of bed. So a lot of times, uh, at least the f but by that point I was living in in Hampshire County, but uh, I didn't sleep much when the nights had night calls. Uh, normally, I was sent to a call before I even left the office. A little after 12, they'd give me my first call out, call out, even though I was still on duty. Um, and sometimes I'd spend all night out. Uh, I've came out on my Thursday, what would be my next to the last day of my work week, which I think was then, like I said, a Monday night. I come out at 1600. Sometimes I get called out early for a signal six. Or crash, murder vehicle crash. I'd work 1600 to 2400 midnight. I have night calls until 8 a.m. the next morning. And then I had to work 8 a.m. or 0800 to 1600 that Tuesday. Well, there was times I'd come on 1600 the day before on Monday evening or, or sometimes even earlier than that. They'd call me out sometimes quarter till 4 p.m. To work a wreck or respond to something of that nature, emergency call that day shift couldn't get to or the dispatch day shift either told dispatch to call me or dispatch deemed that they weren't going to give it to day shift since it was 15 minutes before day shift got off duty, if there ever was such a thing as a trooper. Um, so they'd give it to me and I would run the calls, run that call and just bounce from call to call all evening long. Sometimes you didn't even get time to even get anything to eat. If you had crackers in your cruiser or something, you learned to keep a snack in your cruiser. And I almost always kept water with me, especially in the summertime, because you would be out in the middle of Timbuktu and there's no stores. There's nowhere you're going to, you're not going to stop and buy a soda or uh, a jug of bottle of water or a jug of water or something up in the levels area or clean down in Cape and Springs area um, or down in Del Rey or Rio. There's, there's, and even though some of them did have stores, the stores closed at seven or eight, even during the summertime. So from that point on, rest of the night, you weren't going to stop nowhere if you weren't near town, near Romney. But I know during that time frame in 2003, 
uh, like I said, there was four of us troops and one sergeant. Um, the sergeant, she would take calls. Uh, obviously, she didn't have time to take as many calls as we did because she had the entire detachment to run. So she didn't have time to, to run calls like we did as many. But she would help what she could. But still, it it was... I'd come in on a Friday. Um, I'd start... Or a Thursday. Start my week out. And I would... By Monday morning, there'd be a stack of paperwork that I... Reports that I had. Just the initials. The initial report, the front page of a criminal investigation report, which had the victim's name, the type of crime... The date and the time that it occurred, the date of time of notification, the location, and the victim's general information, address, phone number, and some of their biologic, bi some of their information, personal information, hair color, eye color, height, weight, date of birth, social security number, that kind of stuff. And those, and in your notes from whatever you did, if it was a burglary. Your notes, you might have your, your fingerprint lifts that you lifted at the scene. Uh, of course, any evidence that you collected would be in temporary evidence or in the evidence room. Normally, it's temporary evidence because if the sergeant, normally I didn't work with the sergeant when I was a, that earlier on in my career, I didn't work much with the sergeant. At least when we only had one sergeant because I only worked one day shift. And you wouldn't even have time to even fill those reports out you had to do your reports on your time you didn't get time during your shift to do them there's no way and you would just run your butt off and all of us did it I know by July of 2003 my secretary or our secretary detachment secretary was checking the criminal investigation log where we logged every every crime report criminal investigation report that we investigated and we we received and we took and I know that by July 1st I was leading the detachment in criminal investigation reports for the first six months and if I remember correctly it was around 174 or 175 right around in there and each new incident was a new criminal investigation report number incident in consecutive order and I had 174, 175 for the year. That's not counting crashes. We were averaging, each one of us was averaging 12 to 20 crashes a month. Um, revocation orders we had to serve where somebody's tag gets revoked by the DMV for failure to pay insurance or failure to provide proof of insurance. We had those to do. We had sex offender registrations to do. Every time a sex offender registered for the first time, he had to do it at the state police detachment. And any time they made a change, they had to come into the state police detachment and update their registration. Then you had to go verify it. If it was a new address, you had to drive out there. When John Doe, John Q. registered sex offender was home and verify he was there. And I wouldn't, if he wasn't there, I'd come back a different day. And I've had his family or his friends say, well, Trevor, just tell me what time you'll be here and I'll make sure he's here for that. And I'm like, no, I'll catch up with him. The reason being, I didn't want to say, I'm going to be back on Monday at 4 p.m. and then him be there.
Yeah, I didn't want to tell these people so they could give the sex offender a heads up that, hey, on this day, you know, Trooper Mason or Sergeant Mason's coming. Well, then it was Trooper Mason or Senior Trooper Mason. Senior Trooper Mason's going to come back on, on Monday at 4 p.m., so you need to be here to, to prove to him that you live here. No, I'm not that damn stupid. And uh, I don't play that game. But yeah, that was a that was a pretty rough year for all of us. Uh, we all ran our ass off. We had quite a quite a many arrests, and we investigated a bunch of crime and murder vehicle crashes. Didn't write a whole lot of road uh, traffic law tickets. Uh, never was a traffic law trooper. I felt that I was better serving the citizens of my state by arresting criminals and put them in prison and hopefully deterring some crimes.